0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Tea Without Surf. Today we're joined by Veton, the creator of VR Living. Um, Today we're going to be talking more so about creating a project and seeing it come to fruition. Um, But I think before we kind of jump into VR Living, what that's all about, um, it'd be good to kind of hear more about the beginning, what you studied, how you got to that, what you're currently doing because that's the stuff people are always interested in into how you got to the idea because it always adds on to that so what did you study and how did you get to, to VR living? Um,
1: what's it going with? Thanks for having me as and all that team. Um, so yeah I kind of went down the route of engineering it was always between that kind of architecture engineering wasn't really sure but then I realized even my drawing skills went up to, to sketch for architecture I went down the engineering route. Um, study. Uh, mechatronic engineering, kinda of bit of broad mechanical, electrical robotics, kind of give my options as wide well as possible. Um, went down that route, kinda of studied, then went to University of Southampton, did that for three years, then did a placement, um, to kinda of, kind of get an idea of the industry but there's just so many different routes to go down. So it's quite difficult to kinda of know where you fit. Um, did that for a year, then decided to come back to London and did a kind of post grad in more of a computer science where it was like film animation, robotics, kind of game development. So I just kind of test a few things out. That's where I kind of really got into kind of VR, kind of headsets, kind of augmented virtual reality, which was quite exciting to do, which kind of links to VR living in a sense. But yeah, so then did that and kind of that whole kind of COVID period hit. So during then I was kind of applying for a few places things were obviously a bit slow, so then it kind of gave me time to kind of think of a few stuff, um, and yeah, that's, I guess, in that year, that's when kind of year living starts to kind of creep up.
0: Yeah, and now, obviously, we, we had a previous conversation, but something you mentioned is, uh, you're talking about how, like, COVID kind of forced you to, to create it, because you didn't even think of it in like the way, like, you know, when someone thinks of that type of ideas, they kind of yeah. go with like, okay, there's a gap in the market, so let me, tackle that on yeah. Whereas yours was not that. Yours was more like, I need to fix my room. Yeah. <laughs> so let me create this to help me fix my room. Like what what was it in your room that you needed to fix?
1: Yeah. I mean yeah, to be honest that's I mean from from what I remember I've always had like ideas, you know, with friends yeah. you think, oh you know maybe start this, start yeah. this. We'd really, like eight or ten ideas we kind of thought of for a couple of weeks but then never kinda of, like went through with it. I think that's timing you just kind of don't stick to it. Um but yeah, that year I had a bit of time, um, and honestly, it wasn't even like you mentioned looking for a gap in the market. It was just something which I felt in in essence. I just needed to kind of fix my room up, like <laughs> remodel it up, because um, I was kind of in the mindset that yeah, we probably might be needing to work from home, mm-hmm. kind of that kind of um, new era, and I just wanted to completely remodel it. You know, we normally have like white white walls, like white colored walls in our in our rooms, and I wanted something a bit more, something because I wanted also like a chill space. So something I wanted a bit more kind of create a nice uh, kind of mood for the room. So something like something kind of like a few dark colors, maybe dark blue or dark kind of gray. Well, my issue was you can, you can kind of, you can go to all the paint shops you want. You get little testers or little ideas, but you can't really grasp it when the whole room is that color. And that's when I was like, I'm not really sure how to kind of go down this. And I was thinking, okay, how does, how does one Get to the point where you kind of get that feeling or you kind of visualize that kind of concept around you so then that's when i realized um kind of work in my postgrad with all the kind of VR headsets and one of our projects was actually we were designing an escape room uh, yeah was this at uni or for what at uni yeah. at uni we designed a, an escape room so we had like you go into the into the world with your headset and you, you can like it was um augmented reality in a sense where you can also pick up physical objects so that we had different designs and everything so there you could really get a feel for it you felt like you're somewhere else you transported somewhere else so then I kind of started searching for kind of softwares that already exist which I can kind of do interior design even just like simple like I mentioned the color of the room I found one which I could kind of connect to a VR headset and then just kind of honestly at the start it was just me testing so for I think a couple months all I was doing was when I had a bit of free time, I'd kind of design a few things. That's when I kind of managed to find the exact color to the point of like some like perfect shade yeah. where what I designed is exactly what, what, what I was like. What was the color colors. that you went for in the end? Uh, to be honest, I don't know the, the, the actual name of the color, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe it's a, it's a nice shade of grey. Love that. It's a nice shade of grey. <laughs> <love that. laughs> nice but um, Very manly color. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it was good because it was like during the day, it was light enough. <laughs> yeah. For it not to feel kind of too dark, but in the evening it kind of created that nice kind of mood for kind of watching movies, just kind of yeah. like relaxing a bit. But yeah, honestly, did that, and then it wasn't even, I didn't even think of it as a business to be honest. Yeah. So I did that. I think I started that maybe around like October time that year. And like maybe three, four months down the line, when I kind of designed my room, even to the point where pictures were to the centimetre of accuracy, I thought, you know what, maybe this could be something I kind of push, push forward. Yeah. And that's when I went down the road, maybe I was like, I need this to look a little professional because right now it's just... An idea. Yeah, right now it's just even, it's me, like there's a model, but there isn't anything, but there's no foundation in a sense. Yeah. So that's when I kind of started going down and decided to make a website, the whole kind of like online, like LinkedIn, Instagram kind of yeah. um, face. So it's when I kind of show it to someone, there is something there, you know, it's not just me telling you my ideas, but you can actually see it in
2: front
0: of you yeah and and obviously i mean now you're still in that process of expanding the idea and continuing building foundation but how are you finding uh, kind of obviously i think one thing you mentioned to us and something we're going to yeah. experience later is we're actually going to experience the 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 uh the vr we're yeah. going to see what it's like so that'll be good uh, but how has it been like kind of you know portraying VR to, to people who are interested, uh, how do you get people on board because I think you know right now with everything going on yeah. sometimes it does feel like is this hype so how yeah. do you get people to kind of see it for its actual use cases because you want to make sure it's actually being
1: used yeah. rather yeah, than no just course. like a, a hype uh, moment. <laughs> um, honestly I think no matter as, as many times as I try to kind of explain it or even kind of like show my designs until you experience it yourself, you go inside the model. You don't really, you don't get a grasp of an idea for it. But it's, that's, the, that's the whole selling point. It's the fact that you're literally transported somewhere, and your surroundings become that surrounding, yeah. which is a, is a quite alien feeling to kind of um, to us in a sense. Where this, we you know this is our reality, so it kind of feels weird if you're transported somewhere else. But because it's, I'm not transporting you to the moon. I'm just transporting you to a different room your brain kind of acknowledges it as oh this is this could be real in, in essence as well so i think yeah. it's that aspect um which makes it quite realistic
0: and so when you're working with um with clients how does yeah. the process normally work do you go to them and you're like okay you do you essentially design their room their yeah. house into your um software design yeah. whatever you're using or is that how it's done or is it done through
1: Different way, what is that process of yeah. getting it into the, the, the VR? I mean, precise, precisely that. Um, so, when I kind of did it, I was like, okay, I've tested it on myself, but yeah. to really kind of see if there had something behind it, I was like, I need to test it with other people. Uh, yeah. people. So, I um, in a sense had kind of a few friend clients where um, they had just purchased uh, properties or they needed, they wanted to kind of remodel, they wanted a room, a when they had to either kind of office space or etc. But they weren't really sure, and that's what they kind of stuck on. So I just kind of went around. Um, first instance is quite, in essence, um, it's just measuring everything because the key one key aspect to make it um, um, make it really feel real is to make sure everything is is measured to how it actually is. So by centimeter, the model is accurate. Like it's a one to one scale, so you can get a real feel of the size of the couches or the size of of the kind of the stuff at uh, the interior um, objects so I go in kind of uh, measure everything do a kind of CAD um, scale up um, kind of the interior and then that's when in essence is working with the client to kind of get an idea of what kind of design they want so I'm not necessarily designing I'm just there to kind of give them someone to kind of like kind of throw their ideas at and mm-hmm illustrate them and then they can kind of see if the ideas are working or not because they can really get a good idea of whether they think okay now because I see it maybe it might not work but well, yeah. now when I see it maybe it does work yeah. so then in essence, is doing that getting through the design station and what's that point it's just next of sourcing and finding um, um, the kind of the,
0: the stuff that you want. Just, I mean just to kind of like jump into that so it's yeah. like you know you're essentially the the open source the client is the one who decides how they want it. Is that something that you're pushing more towards, where it's like interior designers will be using this for their clientele, where they use what you've created for clients, or how is it, what's the, the, the I guess, the, yeah. who yeah. is the, the customer? Is it the, the clients, like the, the end user, or
1: is it the, the person designing? Um, honestly, I think as you mentioned at the start, it's quite right at the like, kind of early stage where, convention to so many different avenues but what i feel at the moment or even the the website itself right now is designed where it's quite open in terms of it's it's more of a kind of interior design company where it's kind of spent three stages first stage is designing with the client the vr experience second stage is kind of sourcing the products third stage is kind of you know the construction side of actually implementing the stuff but what i've kind of noticed recently as a friend purchased a new build but they hadn't actually seen it so it's quite a big thing where you put quite, of, um, quite a big investment in yeah. a property and you actually haven't seen it yeah so that's when I realized that might be where my kind of like gap in the market is because from my experience I don't really have experience in interior design per se that's on which I would like to down the line hire if we would kind of run that department um, so for where I stand I feel like my biggest growth would be and what I'm kind of most experienced in, which is the kind of designing of the CAD mm-hmm. and the VR aspect, which would be um, working with possibly real estate companies who have new build projects and they want to sell them obviously to the clients. And normally they try to sell them off maybe two, three years before it's even built. Yeah. And that's quite difficult to do if all they have is a few pictures yeah. of just kind of rough designs because it's not actual real life pictures. So in essence, working with them to provide it as in a sense a service where I design Viola even designs the kind of interiors of these potential new builds and then the client can actually experience them so they have confidence knowing that whether one bedroom or two bedroom etc etc is good for them because they've actually walked around the place rather than just seeing the 2D form and that's what I noticed is probably where I'd like to kind of push the, the yeah. business around. So like
0: helping real estate companies build confidence with, with potential clients. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good, I mean avenue to go through um especially i mean in london right now there's so many new builds going up so yeah there's definitely that there um and then in terms of like uh you know you mentioned that the whole thing that you've done is you've created the system you know the designers um are yet to come what other things do you feel like okay you know for vr living not just a designer but we're missing also another key piece is there any other key pieces that you feel like you're missing, or do you think like you know what? I've got everything that right now.
1: Um, so for now, I feel like it's just necessary, kind of get that foot in the door with the right um, contacts to kind of break that kind of barrier with the like real estate companies. Um, but I th- in terms of growth, like I feel once I kind of feel confident in that, or I've made a few kind of uh, contracts in that side, then it is the sourcing where then the client. Um, so like the real estate company sells their properties, but then the purchase the buyers now in the position where they have this property, but they also might want to help in designing it. So then that could be a sub side, so but then I have yeah. kind of interior designers who work with the, the buyers to design their, their interiors. And then the last stage would be actually sourcing. Cause that's actually, what I noticed is that's probably one of the most difficult things when of- I was doing my room, designing it probably took, I don't know, maybe a month. Yeah. but then finding the products because, mm. in essence, the products in the in the design itself are just more kind of visual purposes, you know, kind of rough color furniture, sizes of furniture, kind of style, but not the specific yeah. item itself. So it's going through just, you know, websites after websites, finding products, you know, if the are outstock or price, it depends on people's kind of budgets. And then even when they come, I think I've had cases where probably maybe out of maybe 20 different products that I purchased, maybe two came without my faults. Yeah. So it's that aspect, which I noticed as sort of like as if I was a potential client going through that, that's probably the biggest headache. So then that could also be but more of a kind of third stage where sourcing the products for them.
2: Yeah.
1: And that's when I feel like it could then turn into, your living could turn into a whole big kind of... It's an ecosystem. It's an ecosystem where it does provides the experience for designing for the mm-hmm. VR aspects then also kind of works with the clients to to source the products and then in essence to kind of finalize as your own kind of like construction team to actually implement it in for you yeah. so you don't have to do any other yeah. heavy lifting. This is, this is more of like a, a tech question
0: in terms of the sourcing but would yeah. you think of building like an API that gathers information from the internet into like a, a one main net that you would utilise is that something that you'd want to create or is it more just like using human intuition to
1: to source Um, so I think you'd need maybe in the design stages um, human intuition is what gives you that kind of that creativity you know and then the aspects of using codes to kind of source the product is where you say okay you want a, a couch or a piece of furniture a table with this material that's when then you can kind of Get these algorithms to discover to kind of um, scavenge the web to find them for you yeah. so you're you know you're not googling you're googling far less than you need to so that could be but that's in a stage where that's quite far ahead of you kind yeah. of like just more kind of like optimization of the process itself yeah. which which uh, at this point that would be something down the line but yeah yeah that'd be a good, good
0: idea. Um, we we kind of just like briefly touched on something very quickly here which was um, computers and yeah. also humans and this what you're doing right now is kind of a good example of like using new tech yeah uh, to support uh current um human tasks such as designing and whatnot um from your perspective just on the topic of technology as you are working with with uh, tech here where do you see that do you see the future going more in the sense of a more utopian where we can use tech to help us or more yeah. dystopian you know like people now talking about, uh, you know, with the metaverse and how we'll probably be stuck in VR as a simulation like the matrix. Um, Where do you see it? Do you see it more like actually there will be loads of use cases, we just got to focus on the real ones? Or do you see it like
1: it can get? Um, Even right now they're implementing many cases, which like, you know, day to day you wouldn't necessarily be aware of. I think they're using um, Kind of, you know, when Google Glasses first came out, it hasn't really kind of picked up, but it's actually picked up in engineering industries where you might be offshore on kind of uh, your kind of um, oil rigs, etc., and in tight situations where you might not have kind of access to certain equipment. And that's where they're actually using it quite a lot, where like they're teaching their workers, like it's kind of learning and giving them kind of information they need in front of their face. And so that's been used in very kind of high stress industries or where you kind of need that technology to help you a lot. But then, in terms of your metaverse, I think that's where gaming is probably going. But there's one thing is there's just so much kind of um, kind of like processing power required for it to kind of be a thing. I've, I've yeah. seen kind of clips of people kind of with headsets on with kind of equipment. They kind of they obviously they uh, they're limited on a kind of treadmill to yeah. that kind of rubber, of course. So, there's videos of people kind of jumping into TVs because the are my favorite. Videos. They're not, they're <laughs> no, um, they can't really grow up, but that is an example of how real it is to them.
2: Yeah.
1: They that are crazy, like, yeah. they know they're in their room because before they put their heads on, they were in their room. Yeah. Well, they put their heads on and they believe they're on a skyscraper or something. And on a little plank, and they have to jump, but they're not realizing that you know they're jumping straight into the wall, yeah. which goes to show that <laughs> it, it like until you experience it yourself, it's a complete different yeah. yeah board game. It, it it really convinces you that that is the reality.
0: Yeah, I think the only time I've experienced VR was uh, British Airways had this. Like, this was years ago. You know when VR just like first started, where you weren't allowed to move, you were yeah. just allowed to stay still. <laughs> That's when I experienced it. So it's interesting to see now, like even with games, and yeah. Steam where like, um, it's like, it's like you literally like controlling yeah. characters and you're doing stuff and with what you're doing it's like you're walking into the room yeah. and you're seeing everything whether it's interactable, it's, you know, dependent on the client yeah. if they want it like that. So it's interesting that you get there. Um, just more going back more into like, come to the idea, um, I think something... Uh, what's interesting about your case and why we wanted to, to have this conversation is because when we normally talk to like a lot of people, it's they have this business that's already yeah. kind of set up. But yours is like an idea with a great foundation. So I just want to ask, what keeps you like going? Because, you know, you're still going, you're still yeah. working, you're still doing stuff. What is like the thing that keeps you going? What is it that makes you motivated or, yeah. or fuels the fire to keep you being like, yeah, I need to...
1: I think I think Continuum as as, as, cliche as it does sound like you've probably seen it so many videos of, of, of successful people and they say you honestly if you just if you find that one thing that you it's not even necessarily finding just kind of falls on your lap yeah. in the sense of that thing you enjoy. Like I always liked interior interior design like I always like 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 reading certain magazines or watching grand designs. Mm-hmm. It was something I do out of like pure pleasure even on Instagram there'd be kind of nice images um, which I kind of say interiors which in turn came to when I decided to open up kind of the Insta, Instagram account for VR living, I already had all these interiors. So it wasn't a chore of me searching for them, they were already there because I enjoyed to look at them. So in that essence, even a VR living is something which I wouldn't, it wouldn't be something I'd be like, oh, now I have to kind of design this, like I'd want to. It'd be something I actually enjoy doing. Yeah. Um, which was, which was quite funny in terms of even when I was, so as I mentioned, I kind of started doing this when I was applying um, for kind of engineering roles. And honestly, that was probably, that's probably what put me at the front of any time I called in for interviews or even brought up because the minute they saw, yeah, I'd started my own thing, even though it wasn't <laughs> even, I didn't begin it for that purpose. That was the, the, the yeah. kind of, what brought my my portfolio up to them, yeah. and that's one of the main things they wanted to speak about in terms of in interviews. Which the job had nothing to do with it, yeah. but they just wanted to kind of it's conversation. Yeah, they just wanted to see yeah. the passion where your passion kind of lied, and you know when you kind of enjoy doing something, how you really kind of went for it. Yeah. So, in essence, for anyone kind of wondering, or oh, they might be struggling to find kind of certain jobs or careers that they want, sometimes. Doing something which you enjoy, in essence, kind of comes back around and kind of helps you yeah. get to that goal you're kind of searching yeah. for. Which, which I've noticed myself. Whereas, as to kind of answer your question, it's it's not even me waking up and thinking, okay, I have to do it. It's I kind of enjoy doing yeah, it. It's it's like play for you. Yeah. So to uh, someone
0: else, it's work, but to you, it's play. So yeah. it feels natural. It feels easy. Yeah. And that's a very good point. And I think it's it's something like a lot of people forget. And it's something that. Like, I hear a lot as well when I'm talking to people it's like if it's something that feels like play to them, yeah. feels like a game to them, it feels like, you know, like, like we're talking where it does not feel mm-hmm. like work, it's just going to succeed because, yeah, I can stay up till 6am doing this yeah. because it's played to me. So it's it's very interesting and it's why, you know, like we're talking about doing something extra on the side will benefit yeah. your career because we're building something and then you can talk about it in interviews or yeah. start something you yeah. know but how are you finding managing the time though like, on, on with your current job
1: and, yeah. um, sort of doing this um honestly um when i first so i started working in um in august kind of architectural engineering position yeah. and since it's been maybe like what like six months now and yeah like work towards your living has considerably slowed down because i felt like I wanted to, you know, put in kind of my best effort, especially when starting a new role, a new position. You know, you want to, you want to show up, and you want to. Yeah. And I was also enjoying that myself yeah. as well. It was, it kind of, it was a way that I kind of stumbled upon, which seemed to be the kind of job I always wanted. Like mm-hmm. I mentioned, I always liked watching grand designs when I was younger, and I always thought I'd love to kind of work, be working in the teams, kind of designing these houses. But as I mentioned, architecture people kind of work on one project years and about years it can go between two years to ten years and I think for myself working on a project for that long I don't think you know it's that same kind of like place wouldn't like didn't kind of like uh, attract me so then in my industry I'm just working on so many different aspects of different projects so I'm always I kind of I can be like when I see the big picture I've kind of did a bit of work on that. But for in terms of your living, I was kind of. I did a kind of six-week uh, entrepreneurship program with. Um, it was kind of like this young entrepreneurs and kind of Birmingham. But it was all kind of online, and there they kind of put you together with uh, kind of very successful entrepreneurs as kind of mentors to yeah. kind of give you an idea. And what the feedback I was really kind of getting was it was more of at my stage just make the noise. Yeah. Kind of just kind of, you don't even it doesn't have to be, you know. The, um, like finding the right person or the right contact to in the door. It's more of just, you know, just, just kind of explain it to people, get people kind of, get it, get people buzzed by it in a sense, or so kind of show it to your work or show it to your friends or or just to kind of know that it exists in a yeah. sense. And I think slowly by slowly, probably people who have maybe tens of thousands of voters, they initially started one or two. And it's just something where step by step you kind of, Make your way up but
0: it's something that I think now I definitely do want to kind of put a bit more concentration into. Do do you feel like it's sort of that thing where it's like once you put it out to the once you put it out there now you can't retract it, you're can't. sort of like shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I gotta funny. get it. You have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, now I gotta finish this because now people are gonna ask about yeah, it.
1: Um, but yeah, it's weird because as as mm. much as you enjoy something, it is hard work. Yeah. And when you do have that bit of Okay, maybe you do kind of have to put in a bit more work into it. So I guess I'll see after this, and maybe <laughs> my progress in the next month will be will be ten times more than my progress in the last six. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know you kind of have to put yourself in positions where you don't necessarily
0: feel as comfortable to kind of really really grow. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, and one th- this is always interesting to me, but how are you like your parents finding it? Because VR, it's funny because I always I like bringing this up because yeah. whenever like from our culture, right? Parents always want us to succeed. Mm. But, like, I just to give an example, you know, the, the industry I work in, I have to be out with clients. My dad does not get that. Yeah. He does not understand that. <laughs> so when you're talking about VR to, to, to your parents or family, do they get it? Or is it like, yeah,
1: yeah like, it's... I see <laughs> um, <laughs> it. Nah, I, I mean, at the start, you know, they weren't really, really sure what was, uh, what was happening. They, they were like, usually playing on some games. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I think once I once i kind of also showed it to them even though they are see the kind of older generation like it's you know they're like they kind of get lost in it as well oh, yeah. you know they kind of enjoy it, think, oh this you know what else can i see yeah what other kind of designs um are possible so yeah now they're, they're at the point where they're kind of aware of it and aware of like kind i'm of kind of pursuing yeah. uh, something but it's it's more of a um, they probably might they might see or understand the success when they might see more materialistic stuff yeah. or, no, um, or like how they can measure maybe their old school ways of measuring success yeah. um, or if they just see me on TV or something and yeah. they go, maybe he has made it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nah, it is always uh, the case but, but yeah, no, for now it's uh, yeah. Yeah. it is funny, I
0: always bring it up because it's like, it's, it's a different uh, way that they were they were raised that you know they want us to be successful but it's like they're so used to that linear way yeah. of, of knowing what it's like so it's interesting when they s- see the difference um how they react to that i mean it's like you it was like back in the day when youtube first started if you explain to your parents yeah i'm just opening fifa pack so
1: i'm playing yeah online and <laughs> a couple of years later you turn into a beginner it's like well, <laughs> yeah literally it's uh so it's a definitely yeah, it's uh there's, yeah, this, it's a different kind of world nowadays. Yeah, as
0: soon as they hear money coming in, they're like, okay, yeah, we'll leave you at peace now. We won't harass <laughs> you anymore, but we won't ask you any more questions. Yeah. You, you just continue doing you. Yeah, that's good. And I mean, kind of just leading up from that, I ha- have you found any times when, you know, the process of creating the idea that explaining it to someone where people have challenged that in like a negative way, has that happened and if it has like how have you dealt with that to kind of be like you know what let me take this constructive criticism yeah. and develop my product or this is not constructive criticism this is just yeah. a plain out hater uh so yeah how do you how do you deal with that because you know when you're at the beginning yeah. like creating something someone says something negative you do feel a little bit like yo this is my child like
1: you can't say yeah. that about <laughs> i think um to be honest uh, so even for this, I noticed it's always good like for maybe the first month. And so I kind of, um, my friends or no one was really aware of this until I kind of had that website. I already had a few models because like, as you mentioned, that kind of slight negative talk can definitely set you back a bit because all you need is just something that kind of pushes you off at that start when you're not really confident in yeah. the idea to set you back. So I've kind of seen it or, you know, I've seen it, you know, experienced it. So in this case, I just kind of kept it to myself and, you know, kind of pushed it as far as I felt it needed to go for me to kind of feel confident in it. And there was actually something to, to, to display. But going back a bit, um, i felt, I've noticed myself maybe now, I kind of fell in that pitfall of when a friend or something has an idea and they just throw it out at the start. I've always been quite quick to kind of challenge it. And in my head, I was challenging in terms of, because I wanted to give, you know, good constructive yeah. feedback. But then you notice sometimes it's not even necessarily beneficial at that point. But also, I've noticed it's, sometimes you might get piled because you think, oh, okay, because there's this there's this company who's huge, they're a monopoly, you can't really like, compete with them. But then you notice the thing that, or then you look at the stats, the, this you know, percentage of startups that not make it at these stages and these stages, and you think, oh, there's no point even starting. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, the ones that normally succeed is the ones where you just kept on going. Yeah. If you have an idea, no matter if it doesn't necessarily, it's not the perfect idea. As long as you're willing, you enjoy it, you're willing to put effort into it and you want to kind of see it to the end, something will come from it, yeah. you know, because it could you could have an amazing idea, but if you don't really pursue it, it will go nowhere. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why I, no- I noticed it's, it's not necessarily finding that perfect idea or, or something like that. Like gap in the market per se. It's just something that you actually want to do, enjoy doing, love doing, and just going with it, and it will. You will notice eventually, step by step, things start kind of, kind of aligning.
0: Yeah. yeah I mean, nothing ever starts with with the perfect idea. I yeah. think like Instagram started off as like a, a whiskey image sharer. You know? That's that's what they were before they changed it completely to yeah. something else. So nothing ever starts perfect. It's like you said. It's finding something you enjoy doing yeah. to spend the time and then creating creating from that yeah um, which, is, which is always interesting did you you know with everything that's just like going on with work and everything um, is there like certain philosophies that you follow to to, to stay calm to, to like what, what do you do to kind of keep things balanced with, with everything because you're taking on like a you know you've got your job yeah. you've got family friends and now you're taking on another Task. This is something we've talked about with a lot of other people as yeah. well. It's like, how do you balance that? Because that's also important. Uh,
1: I mean, I think it's something where it becomes where you don't necessarily sit down and think about how to balance it. Because say, because as you take that out of the category, you're already balancing work or education or friends, family, mm. activities, but you don't think of it as necessary, direct balance it's just something you want to do you're enjoying in that moment so that then kind of becomes another thing to one of your many other things which you're happy to do I think it only becomes that point where you, you have to sit down and think of balancing it is when you're forcing yourself to do it because then you're thinking I, have to, I can't do this because I have to do this whereas I'm gonna do this and this and just you know just kind of in it. In a sense, manage it slightly, but like when you want to do it, you realize, okay, I'm happily, you know, I'll probably rather do this on this day rather than go out or do something other. But I, I haven't felt that I needed to necessarily sit down and think, okay, this is when I have to manage it or et cetera, It's just kind of, it's just become part of my daily or like weekly routine in essence. Yeah. So it's like it's become so embedded that you don't yeah, think about it at the point of Yeah, point. I think it's, like, it's it's when you don't necessarily think about it, that's when it's it's kind of fluid and it just kind of flows. Yeah. Um, it's, essentially,
0: yeah. it's habit now. Yeah, it just becomes... Uh, yeah, you so know, yeah. when you're
1: out, you see, you know, I see might see kind of uh, like uh, when my job is in the kind of uh, uh, building industry. So, you know, I come across that day-to-day when I notice, okay, maybe this could be a good avenue to go down. And it's you kind of notice it in your daily life little things which you could incorporate which yeah. wouldn't be the case if it wasn't something you didn't think in a kind of routine way
0: yeah
1: But yeah. that yeah that's how I felt yeah and like I mean
0: when, when building those habits like was it a conscious thing that that you decided to do or again was it that thing because your mind was set on creating yeah. something you just naturally created the
1: habits to suit what you were chasing I I, th- I think it's, it's not na- I think for me it probably was more natural but it's always more difficult when you've kind of done something and you think back to how you did it you don't yeah it's quite difficult to kind of dissect yeah. uh, because you're so kind of used to it now so um, yeah it's 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 a more of you just kind of go with the flow as as much as you can to be honest and when you feel like you need a break take a break
0: yeah
1: i know it's like before in your studies you know you try force it you your productivity goes straight down yeah you kind of embrace it that's mm. uh, i think that's the way like, let actually. it come to you yeah you kind of i mean I remember at uni there was cases, you know, you'd kind of go in at 7 in morning and you'd be at least like 12, 12 at night. Yeah. And sometimes it'd get in the evening and you're just, you're just reading a sentence and your brain just says, no, I'm not going to understand this. Yeah. So then it got to the point where I did that for a few days and I realized I just can't do this no more. And I was like, I want to go out and do this, but if I go do that, then I'm, I don't have enough time for this. But then in the essence, you're not even being productive. So I got into a routine where I'd kind of go out, there was like uh, just outside Brighton Library was kind of the sports was, was like a bit of bouldering I'd go do that in jeans and vans for like 20 minutes and come back and I'd be there like how am I this productive now mm. it's just when you feel tired you kind of you know you let yourself be tired I think at this point people are kind of very they feel like they don't have enough time to do things Yeah. but we have a lot of time when you kind of just like live in the moment mm. so I think it's um, that's what I've noticed once I've kind of Got to kind of grasp when I felt like I could, I needed my rest, or I needed, or oh, I felt like I wanted to do something else. I just kind of embraced it. And yeah, you of, let that, yeah. Whatever you felt. You don't, you don't fight it because yeah. it's you. You know, you just kind of go with it.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, that's that's yeah. good. But
0: obviously, yeah. at the same time, some people do need to push themselves. Yeah. You know, different people have different, you yeah. know, different ways that they have set up their their, their mental state. Um, no, that's so interesting. I mean, in uni, I remember. Jeez, um feels like a long time ago but yeah I would do the same way I'd be like I'd go in study like hours upon hours yeah but out of those hours there was like probably three that I would get like done done the rest were talking to my mates yeah. you know chatting absolute waffle about anything but then even in work now I'm sure you see that happening yeah. as well it's like two
1: three productive hours the rest is just like yeah chit chat I mean, have uh, one of my managers asked me more recently there was like a piece of work I was doing and he said so if you had to kind of give me a toll like rough hours that this piece of work took because to kind of like charge the client and I was like honestly this was probably like a good maybe two three days of work but those two three days were maybe about like a third just staring at a wall. <laughs> and letting your brain process it, but that time was needed, Yeah, yeah no. you know? So you, I can't take away all those like moments where you were just staring to the abyss away because you needed that to kind of find yeah. the solution. So that, I think that's what people need, like, yeah. it's kind of understanding that it's everything about the process, yeah. which is needed and essential. So it's, it's not even an estimate. Every Albanian dad's gonna take that excuse now
0: to charge their clients, they're gonna be like, I took four hours staring at all just to figure out what I needed to do, so I'm charging you extra why uh, it's I think yeah that's in my kind of personal experience that's why it noticed. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just I, I wanted to ask this. Um someone who's like, you know, VR real estate yeah. interior, this is just more the thing I, I always like understanding, but like you know you mentioned you don't really have like uh you're not you don't have that much like knowledge in terms of interior design, you just know what you, you like and you've yeah. done all the systems well. Is there any like things that you hate that people have you know, when it comes, you know, when you walk into a room and you're like, what the hell has this person done to their, to their room? Why have they placed this bed in this angle? Is there stuff, is there nitpicky stuff that you see that you're like, Um, what can a guy do? What can a young guy, a young lass do Mm. to make their room look better?
1: Honestly, I don't think it's, I don't think there's a, uh, everyone has their own um, kind of fashion sense, their own design sense, you know? I might not understand yours, you might not understand mine, but that doesn't necessarily mean yours is wrong or mine is wrong. Yeah. It's just how you look at it and how it makes you feel. So I think that's what it is I don't know, I'm a very visual person. Even when I kind of go out to a bar or to a restaurant or even at a library, I think the aesthetic had to be there for me to really work well or enjoy the environment. And yeah. I think that's very like, dependable on the individual. Mm. At this moment in time, maybe I'm not necessarily fav- I don't necessarily favour that kind of more old, maybe like, you know, kind of like wallpaper design, I'm more kind of like more modern, more sleek, more clean look, but I'm also very open to um, getting other people's use because that's what kind of develops your your kind of like um, your, um, your kind of design range as well because you're always you should always be seeking for for kind of opinions or recommendations from other people because that's what's really gonna kind of expand your knowledge and understanding mm. of things as well. So I'm always happy to even with my kind of um Instagram account, I got i noticed it from friends they mentioned, oh, you've always you've got a very specific you're always posting the same kind of images, the same kind of more modern, more kind of darker interiors. And I wasn't really realizing it because, you know, I was posting images that I liked. Yeah. You know, I liked the visuals of. So then I got into happy. I was asking for I was asking people to send me interiors that they thought they like, they preferred and they liked. That it really kind of made it more into a whole where the kind of the audience, like it, kind of attracted a different, a more kind of broader audience, um, which I also enjoyed. And there's interiors which I might not necessarily seen to begin with, but now I enjoy, like I I really do like because someone else kind of recommended it. So I think in my position, I'm I'm more than happy to kind of. Really, kind of experience all different types of interiors, and yeah. really kind of get people's opinions on things.
0: Yeah. Do Do you feel like when you um, design a room, or when people design a room, yeah. it can also have an effect, like a, a weird placebo effect in to the thinking. Like I saw someone say that um, just by having a bookshelf in your room, it will yeah. force you to read more. Does so stuff like that? I mean, that's a, a, yeah. a basic example, but does stuff like that? Is that something interior that you know interior designers do is that something that you've noticed that you've clients um, have wanted to kind of like yeah. change the way they feel look because again it is
1: like preference it's how you yeah. feel how you want to be presented yeah uh, i think maybe because i haven't necessarily studied interior design yeah. so there probably are so many kind of key aspects like 101 design in that sense as yeah. well and it makes sense but i've noticed it's more of people might want a bookshelf in their study not necessarily because they they might read a lot, but they want they want to read a lot. Yeah, as you mentioned, they want to portray themselves as a person who does read a lot. But in turn, it makes them read. So they they kind of become the person that they they see themselves. They, they want to be. So I like th- I think that's why everyone the way people design kind of then to, like their spaces around them. There is always a purpose behind it, and you might not. Initially, understand it, but once you kind of get to know the person, you see the reasoning why that's there or why they kind of do things in a certain way. Which I've always been like intrigued to kind of understand, because I feel like the more I understood that, the more I could kind of understand and really help clients achieve what they want to, because I can really see what they're kind of what, what they're like. Yeah, yeah, what they're trying to go for, and kind of um, really understand it from their yeah. point of view. Shows their character and persona yeah, yeah, into know, the way they
0: design. Yeah. Yeah, it's very it is an interesting uh way that people it's like a placebo we create yeah. for ourselves like we put stuff there we buy
1: healthy food we'll ultimately yeah. eat healthy food <laughs> it's the
0: weird stuff we do
1: yeah um But yeah no. so I, I don't think there's a there's a right and wrong way of designing something it's just how you want to express yourself
2: yeah yeah
1: and so now with like
0: vr living what, what are some like next what is what are the next steps was was we've entered the new year was what is the big objective for VI living this year?
1: Is it a big goal, small goal? Um, I think for myself, I I want to take it kind of at a relaxed pace. I don't want to really, um, I don't want to pressurize myself too much because yeah. I, you know, I've kind of know from experiences or you know, just like seeing people around me. It's you can get to a point where you overload yourself too much and mm-hmm. then you in essence just stop. You burn out. You burn out. Um, so I, so I've, I've been taking it very kind of relaxed as I mentioned just kind of going with it and um, kind of more of a steady pace to be honest because yeah. it's as they say it's that like kind of that journey that you know you kind of really enjoy and if you rush it too much once you get to that point you think back and you think maybe I should have kind of took mm-hmm. my time and really kind of enjoyed it. Um, so I think the goal for VR living at this point as I probably mentioned a bit slightly at the start it's, it's really getting um, that kind of grasping the kind of entry into the kind of real estate working with um, kind of designing the layouts for the um, not necessarily designing but the existing new build layouts just bringing them to life yeah so just finding um, the right avenues to kind of um, get my foot in the door there and then just kind of working my way from there to be honest that's what the the look for this year is
0: yeah that's a good good um, process to take yeah um, one thing I just wanted to bring up, uh, more of a question for you, but why do you think people like to, to rush their goals and objectives? Because, uh, you know, for my and I agree, yeah. I think, take it at your own pace, but what
1: do you think, why, why do why pe- why are people so rushed to be successful? I think I can only speak for my experiences, and I've, I've fallen in that pitfall myself, yeah. where with everything around you, you feel like you do have you like certain kind of like checkpoints you need to reach because you see people around you who've already reached them or on the verge of reaching them and you kind of you feel pressurized to do it and then in essence it does have an aspect on your kind of mental health as well. So it's 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 more of a I've noticed as for myself, it's I enjoy it more if I, you know, I kind of shut that out and just kind of do it at my own pace and, you know, you get there when you get there it's more of like the enjoyment of the process because if you're constantly um, feeling like once you reach that goal that's where you're gonna get your happiness. Once you get there you, your happiness is is in that something else that mm. you haven't reached yet rather than in the now. Yeah. So for myself it's I've noticed it's I wanna take yeah, a relaxed pace because I wanna enjoy each moment rather yeah. than chasing um something which might not even be what I want. Yeah. You just think that's what you want. So that's a very good point. It's um it brings me up to something very
0: interesting because uh there was this like talk or I think it was a study where um, they so people who climbed the Mount Everest yeah. they got some of them there very quickly with help and stuff yeah and those people that got there very quickly uh, with assistance and whatnot, yeah they didn't take the long route the normal route that everyone yeah. yeah. took when they exactly got to the top they didn't feel the excitement they got to the top and they were like what's the hype about yeah. Mount Everest but so well, those did. that took the long journey they were like it's beautiful. It's, yeah. like, it's amazing. And you have to take that journey at your own pace because you'll never, like you said, you have to appreciate each step, yeah. each each fight, each, each crawl, whatever. Mm. So when you do get there, when you do get to that goal or objective, it's more rewarding. Yeah. It's like you're, you're, you're fasting yourself before you, mm. you reward yourself. And I think some people, they just want that dopamine yeah. very, very quickly. Give me the success now let me do the most minimum of or, yeah. or let me get there
1: very very quickly um, yeah no that is a, that is a good point because I, I feel if, if the helico- helicopters could go that high yeah. up which they yeah. can't if you just place someone at the top it's not this you're not going to get that same because um, in essence you know when you're on an airplane you're considerably higher than Mount Everest yeah. but you probably don't feel that 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 view is hitting you as much as someone who just took a couple months to get to the top of a yeah um not Everest, but yeah. There needs to be that sacrifice. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it is it's, I think it's that journey in that sense it's that that something that you feel that you've kind of conquered. Yeah. And does that does that journey play like
0: a huge role into to the way you're approaching VR because from the conversation we're having right now, yeah. it sounds like you're very uh like you want to take that journey, you want yeah. to sort of like, if I fail, let me fail with. If, yeah. if it goes this way, let it go this way.
2: Like
0: you want to take that journey. Do you feel like that is the case? Like yeah, yeah, that, exactly. that journey is, is a big part for VR living and that, you know, this company, this this project mm. has to go through that journey before
1: it can be anything? Uh, yeah, precisely. As, like like I mentioned this, like uh, apart from the kind of the, the new bills of the real estate there's the other knock-on yeah. kind of potential um, avenues I'd like to yeah. take in. But if, while I'm going for that for my first one, I venture in a different path, I'm more than happy for it to go down that path. And not, I'm not going to be in that position where I'm like, oh no, no, I want it to go here. Whereas I think that's what, that's what I'm kind of looking forward to in terms of just taking it day by day and seeing where it goes. Because I'm more than happy for it to kind of go down a different avenue if the time comes and if I feel like at that moment in time that's probably the best. For me, or the company, or etc. Yeah, yeah, and kind of just to like, I guess, end things off. Yeah. What is like
0: a, I guess, I always like to ask is what, what's advice? And I know sometimes you feel like, uh, uh, you know, like you don't want to give advice because it's like, you know, who am I to give advice? But what is advice from the journey you've taken that you would give, or what sort of actions and steps would you tell people?
1: Um, maybe because it's always I've I've had many no you know, like many a time where I sat down and thought okay what do I enjoy yeah. you know what do I that could be for career wise or for even like kind of project business wise like what do I enjoy what do I want to put, invest my time in and you sit there and you don't you don't really you don't really find an answer to it and then I look back and think okay what were the cases where I was doing something where time flew, and I didn't even know it went by. To the point where you didn't even realize you were hungry. You know, you, like it's it, it. Doing that process was you were that invested in it that time kind of stood still, but at the same time just moved so fast. Yeah. And when I look back from my case, it was that it was kind of doing those kind of cat designs. You know, just flicking through magazines, or kind of nice interiors, which I would happily sit there and do that all day, and then. And it wasn't even where I noticed that. And then I went down the via living route. It was, as I mentioned, it was something where I wanted to redesign my room and then they just kind of joined. Um, it came it back up. It clicked. I look back to it and think, oh, wait a second. I always enjoy doing this. Yeah. So in hindsight, you notice it, but you can't really connect the dots. It's a, it's a difficult one. You can't to, tell the future. You just Yeah, so out. even this question in the essence, there isn't necessarily an answer to it. Yeah. It's, it's a weird paradox, it's, right? <laughs> It's. I think I've noticed as, as long as you keep going, you know, something does kind of like you know stuff will kind of align in it when you look back to it in hindsight. But um, yeah, I think I've noticed whenever I've if I've ever stopped at something, that's when it's you know that's when you've you've created that kind of barrier for yourself. Mm-hmm. The minute you don't continue, then that's
0: when kind of, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like the same where it's like um, if you continue going,
1: the yeah. luckier you get. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's not even that you get luckier. You just put yourself in positions to to have those opportunities, which obviously to other people is luck. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, So it's that it's that kind of just you know it, you you know it's like I said, it's not even doing it fast. You know, as mm. you, you could be working on it an hour, a day, a week, a month. As long as you keep going at it, something will come from it.
0: And that's it, guys. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Tea with Alsa. We really do appreciate it um we'd appreciate it even more if you could just subscribe like this leave a comment and all that good stuff that's it we look forward to seeing you guys again next following friday with more of our guests thank you